And we're live, everybody. Between Two Wheels podcast. Today we are doing stage 16, Lissier's Playa to Beget, 120.1 kilometers. And boy, do we have some drama today. Um, look, Sepkus is my guy. But with that in mind, are we going to throw out all team tactics? Look, if you have a friend, maybe your wife has a hangnail or something like that, and you want to ride in their honor, today is the day. Today is the day for you. Coming up. Even Chris Froome had no response to Alberto Contador today. For the last couple of years, he's looked a shadow of himself, but Contador has shone on this welter, and finally he takes the stage victory. It's about how much time Richard Carapaz can take. What is the gap going to be? He crosses it at 2.34. So, Primoz Roglic now has got 45 seconds to get there. Primoz Roglic saves La Welta by around 19, 20 seconds. 21%, it really is a, uh, a hurt zone, this. Nibali hits it once again. Now, can he? Don't forget, he's just got to find three seconds here. Four if he can. Go away, and Nibali goes once more in the cloud. Oh, it's almost reminiscent of his uh, job on uh, uh, the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, almost the camera. And uh, has Nibali been taken out here as well? No, well, I, think I don't think there was any contact with anybody. It's just gone pop. Here is Horner. What a performance by this man. As we say, 20 years separating the man who's won the stage and the man who quite possibly has just won the welter. 200 metres. This is going to feel like party time. And the grimace turns into a huge grin. And the clock, watch it when he crosses the line because this is the crucial timings. He gets the bonus as well, don't forget. There is Chris Horner. Has he just done it for the old guard. Three, two, wheels, podcast. This is Tyler. Welcome, everybody. Stage 16. We've got, I'm, I'm kind of flummoxed. Got to, had to get over my emotions, first of all, from the stage. Then we'll talk about it, maybe break some tactics down and see where everyone is at on this one. So um, this was just not too long of a stage. It was 120 kilometers, 120.1 kilometers uh, with a kicker at the end. And it was a little bit more of a steep, it had some steep ramps in it, but it was, uh, as Sip said, it's not his type of climb, which we know this was built for Roglic and or Remco. Remember Remco after his when the other day on Sunday, he said, hey, um, I've got two days of rest. Now, do you believe him or not? But he said two days of rest, which meant he gets to rest day on Monday. And then he's going to take the day off on today. And he did. Remco did not feature in this uh, scenario at all. I thought maybe maybe we should look at the GC before we go any further. Uh, maybe we take a look at the um, going into today, what the results were. Let me see if I can find this here. OK, sorry. I didn't really have this room ready. Okay, so let's add this up to the screen. Add to stage, there we go. Okay, so maybe you can see that there. There is, um, that's the Rui Costa win. Okay, Sepkus, once again, 137 to Roglic, 144, almost two minutes to Vingago, Ayuso, 237, 306 to Moss, 310 to Solar, 412 to uh, Landa, Vlasov down there, no flag on his thing, remember, because he's Russian and we can't do that. 502, Utrebix at 530, Almeida at 839. So 
we've talked about this before and where Vinga go pretty much, um, you know, he's, he's inside a minute there to Ayuso. Okay. Maybe a little concerned about that. He's just, you know, less than 10 seconds to Roglic, but he's 144 to, to Sepkus. And he's also almost about 140-ish over there to Enric Moss. So, um, you know, does he need to really be worried about this? Do you go for this the, the team? What what are you doing here going into today's stage? And with that in mind, um, we will find out. Now, look, I had said with the advantage that the team has, you, what you don't need to do There's is... nothing more powerful. Easy there, easy there. We're this from the screen what you don't need to do is um actually do anything but play defensive um so you, you, i figured that you just would have to play defensive because what you haven't seen is the only people that are dropping sep or roglic uh not even him uh is um vingigo actually and, and maybe remco would have if he's in the mix of it uh so you really don't have any of this threat so then there's this this team dynamic and you know as we've if you just say Sepp Kuss with almost two minute lead on his one and a half, almost you know, 145 on his teammates, is he considered the team leader? And I would say, yes, he is, especially with his climbing prowess. So you protect the, your cushions there, but do you really do anything to put him into, into trouble and to lessen the fact that you may actually not get three guys on the podium? So the, the whole Chris Horner, and I am interested to see Chris Horner's take on this later today, which is the whole thing you have is you never leave your team leader. Unless you're sending someone up the road, maybe you're going to gap up to him. Uh, but that's not really what we saw today. So, you know, this goes, uh, it had a little kind of flat, but it was, it was rolling. It was long, oh, that's great. It was along the coast. Uh, we, first thing we hear about this morning is Nathan Van Hoydonk, a rider for Jumbo. He got in some sort of car accident. The, what I read was he was sick. He was driving with his wife. She's pregnant. He was sick. Something happened, and then he gets in a car accident, and they're immediately saying, "Oh, it's an induced coma, and it's a pretty bad deal." Evidently, he's Jonas's uh, best friend, so you know, you know how things work from there. But that's that's kind of the initial thing at the start. Everyone's on trainers going. There is the outline going along the coast from Vincres, I don't know how to say it, to Playa to Bajes, up to the climb there. Uh, as you start just going inland a bit here in the Asturias uh, Mountains. Uh, there's the full profile as we see it, and it was a little rainy today. I was a little worried that there might be some issues. There's a little bit of a group off the front. They didn't like that. It comes back. Ineos chases it, comes back, and for the most part, what you really have is uh, guys trying to get up the front. Caden Groves gets off the, the front here in a group, but really he's going for the sprint points because he's got this now concern about Jonas. I'm sorry, about Remco maybe eating into his lead on the sprint points. So Cataneo's up there for Sadal Quick Step. And uh, Vandenberg for uh, EF and some and Prudhomme, the pole, the, the Brit for DSM. They go to the sprint point, gorgeous area. And um, Ken Grubbs gets it without a problem. He then sits up, which really dooms the field uh, as far as the, the, the break goes, because Jumbo then decides, you know, what, we're going to go all in on this. And they start doing some polling. Now, it wasn't a long stage. And after all this break work had happened, it was really about half the stage, about 60, 50, 60 kilometers that Jumbo was probably even on the front, and they're looking pretty good as far as everyone up there. Now, um, De La Cruz takes a tumble in the back. He's the only one that I really saw go down today. He was he ended up going across the finish line, so all good for him. The break is caught with 10 to go, and they are going up through these mountains. They take this left-hand turn and immediately hit into the steep portions of the climb. You can see a movie star rider here at the front. Jumbo, a Tratnik just had pulled off. Then you've got... Um, uh, the other writer, Attila Walter here and Sepp Kuss, and then, you know, the other writers for Jumbo. 
immediately they're taking off up the climb and it's it's looking pretty good. But one thing you notice right away is now, now we're, we're thinned out a little bit here, right? Where they have eight riders on the team. Usually you have the one GC rider and then you have, you know, your, your guys around him. Since they have three guys that they're literally protecting here, kind of, I mean, Sup's not having to do any pulling like he normally does. Uh, you've got Attila Valter. He's on the bottom of the climb at 4.5 to go. And now you're just like, okay, well, who's going to do some work here? And he's obviously can't go the full distance. I mean, he's good, been riding really well, but he's just not going to be able to do that. So you immediately see uh, Jonas here. And I'm like, okay, well, if they're going to play the, the cards where they just ride, and, and they could do this, by the way, the three of them could probably ride and the way Jonas is maybe riding and perhaps ride everyone off their wheels. I don't know. That, that might be a, a good thing to do. And they would be able to somewhat drop everybody here, perhaps. I don't know if that's the case. The point is, you knew something was up because Jonas was up here at the front. 3.9, he's on the radio, by the way, a little bit before this. And he takes off. Now, immediately, Sep just kind of sits there. He can't really chase his teammate. It's all fine and good. But no one else goes past him. And this is, to me, the crux of the problem that you're having with a Sep Kuss as a team leader, which is... He can't chase. He's now dictated by tactics. Now, he's he is the only one that seems to be dictated by tactics. The other two, they, they, I'm not sure that they really give a crap about tactics uh, for the most part. Right. It, once as again, Sepkus and everyone will say this. Sepkus is not the leader. He just happens to be in this because he got up the road. Well, yeah, he got up the road. And he was been holding himself, and he's a he's a wonderful climber. So he's in this position. You want him to just sit up and, and drift back, or not fight for this overall. So since he has a minute and a half, a minute forty five on his two team leaders, you can't falter him for being in the lead and riding like a leader. Now, do, you don't necessarily sacrifice Vingago and Roglic either, since you're in this amazing vaunted position. Uh, of having three guys in one, two, three, you don't necessarily sacrifice them to help Sep either, do you? I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a bit of a, it depends on who's riding. So they are taking this tactic of who's riding the strongest. My problem with this move by Jumbo here is you are now essentially, Vingigo is going to go up the road and he's going to probably take the win. And he is he going to take the red jersey? I mean, he's really fighting to do so. So you're not really helping your teammate out here. And a matter of fact, you're pitting him against you because he's not going to be able to attack and go up the road uh, and follow you. He did on the Tourmalet, but that was maybe... Sep just doesn't have that kind of riding. So this is a perfect stage for someone else to uh, kind of take advantage of him. But you also don't want to lose his position on the front for, for other people. Point is, Ian Fisher-Black of UAE goes up the road. This turns into be what I consider maybe worse team tactics than what Jumbo plays here because I'm not a fan of actually what Jumbo did today, even though it's because this guy's not on the on the top 10 for UAE. He gets a break up the road and he's moving and at no time does he then come back to help his, his teammates, Ayuso and or Soler. Uh, the group just kind of stalemates. I mean, they're, they're across the road. They're kind of moving. They got Vlasov. They're, the group is big enough where you've even got um, uh, the Trek, uh, little Trek rider. Let's take a look here because I'm going to forget his name unless I do so. Um, and he's he's a he's a rider that we know well. And um, where is he here? Trek, little Trek. You guys, Baca Molimer. I didn't even find him on there. I just remembered Baca Molimer. Baca Molimer, he's a good climber and all, but he he's going so slow that he's able to attack. Now, you've got about 116 here with 1.1 kilometers to go. Finally, Jal Almeida decides that he's going to start picking up the pace and going here. I, I mean, I, 
it's a bit frustrating. Maybe those riders couldn't go with Jonas. He attacked, but it seems like when you've got number three there and you are number two, Ayuso, and you're close, you're closer to Vingago than you are to obviously Sep, or that Sep is to Vingago, actually. It's it's less than a minute. Why would why would Ayuso not try to go with him? It, it didn't seem, I mean, or have Omita chase them down. Instead, you have Ian Fisher Black trying to go up the road to catch him. Why not help be helping Ayuso? That seemed you're you're losing any prospect of getting into third place at all because you're 236 down on Sep. Okay. Now you're gonna start losing time. And now here you're you were just a few, you know, 40 seconds or so. Um, from 40, 50 seconds from Vingago, and now you're losing your time to Vingago. So you, you, well, all you did here today, UAE, by by the way, sending Fisher Black up the road, not having Almeida help earlier, is you're setting yourself to just being, we're, we're fine with fourth place and we'll fight with Onrik Mass. Matter of fact, we'll hope that Roglic, Vingago, or, and or um, Sepkus just explode somehow or implode, one of those. 1.1, once again, Sep looks fine here on the wheel. Almeida's doing his thing. Jonas is still killing it up the front. Uh, and now his, his gap does start to come down a bit. Remember, it was up to 116. And just outside of one kilometer to go, it says 929. But that's for Sep, I mean, that's for Jonas. Uh, uh, you got Roglic back here, uh, an attack. Now, what I had perceived Roglic to be a bit stronger than Jonas. Uh, I even thought he was perhaps a bit, and, and by the way, we just found out today as well that Jonas had been sick. He had taken a Dumoulin on the side of the road. <laughs> Look that up in the, what, 2017 uh, Giro d'Italia. Uh, and he, he had had some stomach problems. He's obviously rebounded just fine from that. And maybe his legs are coming a little bit better. I don't know if Roglic is as strong. He wasn't able to remember that last kilometer up at the Tourmalet, what stage 13, Jonas is up the road. He's gone for a long time. Sepp makes an attack and he's able to distance himself, cut down 30 seconds of that of Jonas's gap in the last kilometer. Uh, Roglic does attack as well, but then he's got to use Sepp as a meter to try to catch himself. And he's not really able to distance himself from Moss uh and Ayuso as well so I, I don't know how well he's going so he puts an attack here and he doesn't necessarily get anywhere uh, Ayuso goes after him Sep goes up with Ayuso um Moss goes up there Sep actually starts to to falter a bit here up top though you got Jonas does end up uh, getting his his uh, gap to the win uh Ian Fisher Black comes in here 43 seconds back once again didn't Drop back, didn't do anything he could have perhaps to help his own teammate. I think that's uh, maybe more critical than the than the other side of the, what I critical about Jumbo. Um, you've got another rider here for who is this? Maybe Caruso. I'll look at the full results here. Um, Store perhaps, and um, then you got Diuso coming in here. Fifty-seven seconds, uh, close to a minute. Diuso, Vlasov, Moss. Roglic and Roglic looks back and there's a gap to step now Sep now at one time I don't we did not see because the cameras cut away from the Sep group which I thought was more interesting than the Vingago to get his win and when they were doing that uh, Roglic had distanced Sep a bit and he had uh, Ayuso uh, Vlasov uh, Moss with him and he was on the front next thing you know you look back and they're all together Sep's back on this wheel and I don't know if Roglic look I, I first thing I said was you put Sep had trouble today only because of his teammates. Okay, I didn't feel that these other guys put him in danger. Now I could be wrong. I could look back if they had been the camera had been there the whole time. Perhaps Roglic, when he was on the front, dropped back a bit to make sure Sep had come back up, and then they distance him again at the finish. I don't know. That could have been the case. 
uh, possibly, but it did get the, the feeling that Roglic instead was not necessarily being the best teammate. Now, in a sense, he couldn't have just gone to the group when, when he did attack. He couldn't have gone to the front there and just pulled either because now you're literally pulling everybody up to Vingigo. Okay, so that would not have been a, a good team tactic either. What you did see him attacking allows the guys to have separation, and maybe that's his way of like, hey, sep, uh, <laughs> let's get our go. I don't know the whole details of all these things. So for me, I, I'm not sure, but it, it did not have a good feeling, and it was very frustrating here today. Okay, so let's take a look here. Victor says, uh, Jumbo looks like a great team. Well, they, they're a great, stri- strong rider team I'm, I'm a little suspect on. Uh, Brian says, I'm here. What did I miss? All you missed was um, you're gonna have to go back and watch it. I can't I can't go over everything for you, Brian. Other than I I think UAE did not do a good job on the um, their team stuff today. Ian Fisher Black being up the road could have helped Ayusa more. I'm not a big fan of what uh, Vingo did. Brian also says Sep needs Justin Williams to take Roglic and Jonas to the curb, right? Um, the, the only I mean, so look, my emotions immediately seeing this is. Look, they didn't need to do this. They could have ridden defensively. No one is going to, uh, and perhaps even sprung board themselves out of this situation, uh, putting some time. All three of them might have been able to put time. Instead, they put Sep under pressure. Uh, Roglic, when he attacked, yes, it helped separate the field a little bit and allowed uh, Sep to come out from there and allowed them to ride hard to the finish because they cut down almost 20 seconds here at the end uh, to uh, Vingago in the last kilometer. Okay, that's not bad. Um, but did they maybe Roglic doing this attacking stuff too also put Sep in trouble? I don't know. I, I think overall it probably was the benefit to do that to help get Sep back there. Otherwise, he's not. In, he might not even be in red uh, at the end of today. Um, I'm not a fan. Of, okay, so look. Then everyone backs up and you go. Look, did Vinga go have to do this ride on the day and take all this time? His excuse is, uh, my buddy Nathan Van Hoydonk is, uh, was in the hospital, and I did this to honor him. Okay. Um, you also saw a member on stage 13 up the Tourmalet. His excuse was, well, my daughter's birthday today, and so I did this to honor him. Okay. At what point is your honoring not being part of the team uh, tactics? You get, a, you get away with that. This, this is what I put on Twitter today. I said, tomorrow, and this is legit. It is Sepp's birthday tomorrow. Sepp? birthday is a September 13 and they're going to go up the Angerloo. So tomorrow is Sepp's birthday. Jonas has declared he will honor Sepp by attacking up the Angerloo to take red jersey and dedicate the victory to Sepp. That's that's how I feel about it. Sepp needs to have some, maybe, maybe his wife is going through some troubles. My point is there was excuses all over the internet and with GCN, oh, he did it because... I don't. I know Nathan Van Hoydonk. Look, he's out of it. Maybe Sep, uh, Maybe uh, Jonas cured him by taking the win up today. But you can't throw away team tactics simply because you need to honor someone or you have something personal going on in your life. And that's second nature. Now, I think that's just an excuse. And Vingigo is up there. My my problem with some of this too is people are like, oh, well, the strongest rider is winning. Sep wasn't the team captain. Yeah, but he's in this position. Look at, and, and I've documented this over and over and over. There's times, 2020 as an example, Roglic wins that by what, 16 seconds over Carapaz, and he gets dropped on the Angrelu. Sepku stays with him. Sepkus might have been able to go with, with Carthy and, and win. They only lost 26 seconds that day. And Sep kept having to slow down and pace him up, even over the top, where it comes to this, the kind of a false flat. Before it goes down, Sep was drilling him there. So my, my, my 
he might have saved the tour. Sepp has done more than just ride for them. He's helped them win stages, and he's helped them not lose things as well. So at what point is there kind of a, oh, I need to pay you back? I mean, Sepp seemed perfectly fine, and at, with the interview at the end of the day, he said, um, oh, it's a great day. Um, this is not my kind of climb. My legs feel great. He said the legs feel good. I think tomorrow is a good chance for Sepp Kuss to kind of put the – the, the whole thing to bed, right? Uh, it's a very, it's more tourish. It's a climb that he's done well on. That's super steep where you, the draft isn't important. And I just think that, matter of fact, I, I would say, this is what I'm going to tell Sep. Sep, if Jonas attacks tomorrow, just cover it. Cover the move. Just <laughs> go with him. You may get countered by Roglic, but I think you are stronger than Roglic. So if, if Vingago goes, just, it's a lead out. It's a lead out for you. He's doing you a favor. Just go with him, sit on his wheel, and make him look like the good teammate. If he does the same thing tomorrow that he did today, uh, fuck you, uh, Jonas. And uh, I just don't think that's good. So I, I, I've i already, just a tinge of me, and I get, I would be interested to see some other, you know, breakdowns of, um, of the race, the team tactics that they were spot on. And yes, if you separate everything as a team, now Sep loses, we'll just finish this this up here. Sep ends up losing four seconds. This was, this was to me, this was a danger spot. Roglic is going in here. Um, I know you're losing time to these guys, but Sep never should have been off the wheel. Why did that happen? You know, what's going on there? You're, you're giving up four seconds to those guys. Now, uh, Roglic also gave up a minute to Vingago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not good either. So there you go. Sep loses uh, four seconds out there. Uh, not such a great uh, position. Um, and so there it is. He's crying because his best friend was in a coma. His baby had a birthday. His wife had a hangnail. Sep seems to be perfectly fine with it. Uh, I could be reading into, a lot into this. Uh, so that was Wout Poles was up there, second, third place. Uh, Michael Storr, Ayuso, once again, coming in there. I mean, um, Fisher Black, as an example. If you drop back and help Ayuso... You might be able to close that gap down, and maybe he even gets a time bonus. So I think UAE really uh, shit the bed on that one today. Sepkus comes in 10th place, 105 back with the red jersey. Um, seemed to be uh, doing, I don't know, he was he seemed to be okay and happy about it. 29 seconds now to Vingago, Roglic at 133, loses a little bit of time there. He loses a little bit of time to Ayuso, loses a bit of time to um, uh, Moss, loses a little bit of time, or he gained some time on Solaire. So Soler had been, what was he, was, is that right? Did we lose a little bit of time there? Let's go back here to the, did I miss Soler? No, he gained some time on Soler. So I was mixing that up with store. So there's the overall, gained some time on everybody, but lost some time on Ayuso, Moss, Roglic, Vingago, and there you go. Okay, uh, Brian chimes in here and says, the most conservative move is to force your opponents to take the jersey while you sit in. In theory, attacking today leaves them weaker for tomorrow, which is an unnecessary risk. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, that that was my thing, what I was saying here. And if I'm reading this right, you're saying now Vingago may falter because he did this big move today? Quite possibly. I mean, um, you know, you, you put it out, you put it out. Maybe you can't do it. Maybe it's like Remco where he's like, I, I'm kind of tired. I, I personally hope that happens tomorrow. No offense, but I don't know what um, he, uh, Sep, uh, or Jonas might be celebrating tomorrow that he needs to honor. Maybe it's Sep's birthday for him and maybe he cracks. Maybe he cracks and I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, it's really weird because I'm watching this today and I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat emotional about it. Like 
my emotions are coming out and I'm watching this and I'm like, this is feels shitty that you would leave your team leader. You would attack, you'd go up the road. Now you're leaving him again with Roglic and he's getting dropped and you guys are perfectly fine with this. I'm like, you know, I've, I've only been cheering for you two yahoos because Sepp is on your team. Maybe I'm not doing that anymore. Maybe, maybe you've lost me as a fan. Uh, Victor says, happy birthday to Seth. Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow is his birthday. Uh, God bless him. Um, let's look at real quick. So uh, did I mention, uh, so, so Sepp Kuss said afterwards in his interview, he said, oh yeah, he's happy. You know, it's all great. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling good. We should be uh, looking good for tomorrow. Um, so perhaps, perhaps that is the case. There you go. Vinga go all the way down. Um, so where is Soler? Soler lost 123. So he lost a little bit more. Uh, and who else? Valter, some of these guys. Sean Quinn had a nice day. 158 there. Uh, just, a, just a really interesting thing. Victor says, Jumbo also forced Sep, or Brian says, also forced Sep's hand today and showed UAE and Movistar that he can be dropped. Uh, yes. So I was, Brian, good, very good point. And, and it does show that, right? He can be dropped. Um, now, according to, let's take this, let's assume that Sepp Kuss is not as adept at all the politics as everyone else. And he is actually telling the truth of what he believes, um, in, at the, at the finish. And he's like perfectly happy with the team. You know, they did this, you got to take advantage, da, 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 da. And then he says tomorrow, how you, yeah, he seemed very confident. He said his legs still felt good. I believe you've seen this with Sep. You saw this the other uh, the other day. It was um, when they had the rate the shortened one. Remember, it was the day before. It was before the Tourmalet, and they had their shortened day where they took the time 2.05 kilometers uh, before the finish. Sep Kust was getting distanced, similar type of kind of route. This set. Then you go to the Tourmalet, and he puts <laughs> he brings 30 seconds back in in a kilometer on Vingago and puts more time into the others. That was not the same Sepkus as we had seen. So what I, what I've seen with this is when you have those short pitchy uh, kind of climbs, he has more trouble when he's ridden the Angrelu, when he's ridden the Tourmalet, when he when it's more Tour de France style. He being Sep does not have as much trouble. That's all. So uh, while I agree with you, uh, and look, uh, here's what I actually hope, Brian. I hope it's it's given them the confidence these other teams to maybe attack, maybe do something. Instead of just sitting there, maybe give them uh, some opportunities when Vinny go up goes up the road. They actually try to go with him. I don't know, or is he just too? He's too amazing. Uh, you can tell I'm still a little bit pissed about <laughs> a little bit pissed about all this. Um, let's go back to the, the the overall. There you go. So Sepkus and all these guys. Um, let's go to the GC. Uh, we've talked about this a bit. Roglic down there, 133. I'd like to do this time one loss. So you can see here that uh, Jonas gets 115, on, you know, basically 30 seconds down now. Ayuso, Moss, uh, Roglic all get four seconds. Uh, Soler loses 18. Vlasov gets four. Big deal on him. Everyone else is down. Watt Poles went up 20. Uh, Ian Fisher-Black, 28. I mean, okay. He's down in 34th place. This was a bonehead move. I felt he was maybe the most boneheady. You could you can use excuses for the others. You can't really use excuses for Ian Fisher Black on what he did there. Um, Matt says, what a clown. I'm hoping you're not talking about me. Uh, but there we go. Uh, let's look at tomorrow's stage profile. And this is the one. This is Seth's birthday. Um, I mean, if, if we've learned anything that you know, if your birthday or if you're writing for uh, to honor something, uh, that supersedes your um, your your team goals. So, 
Sepp has every right to do whatever he wants. Now, I don't think Sepp is, I think Sepp, you've seen him in a few times, uh, Tourmalet stage as an example. He tries to attack when he's with Enric Moss. He just can't get that separation. Uh, he tried to attack, uh, and he did attack on uh, the Tourmalet, and he gets, you know, he got separation. He got up there. It was brilliant, but he doesn't have that that explosive breakaway speed that you need to then to sustain it that you do have with Jonas, Roglic, Remco for the most part. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a bit much there. Okay, I don't remember what my point was, but let's go back to the stage profile. Uh, that's what we have on tomorrow, 125 kilometers. So a short, relatively short stage, uh, kind of like what we had today. But uh, as you're going to see, they go over a Cat 1, a Cat 1, and then an HC. The 1 is, you know, these are, this is more Tour de France style, where it numbs the legs up. And I think that's really where Sepkus comes into the 4 more. But so does Jonas, or Jonas. Uh, the Alta de Cordal, that, you know, the first one is the Coladilla. It's 6.5. At 7.9%. The next one is 5.7 at 8.5%. And then obviously the last one, 13.1 uh, kilometers at 9.1%. Now, what's actually amazing to me when you watch the um the Angrelu, when people uh, crack up there or they have problems, it's just it's not, it's not, it's almost so steep that it doesn't give uh almost an advantage. So I mean, I could see Sep I could see Sep winning tomorrow. I guess him doing well maybe 20, 30 seconds. I don't see the, the defeat necessarily uh, or going going out of the red jersey tomorrow for Sepp Kuss, uh, where it might happen on, you know, the, the stage 18, um, where it's, once again, you got a cat one here, seven or so kilometers. You've got uh, 7.4. Um, you got a cat two, cat one, cat three, and then, and then a cat one. And that's a, what, 12, eight kilometers? But it's not it's not super pitchy. I mean, it's got some in here, and then it's whatever uh, eight point three at eight point five percent. So we'll say okay. Uh, Matt says what a clown. Then he says uh, more respect for him if he didn't give BS excuses. Yeah, just just say hey, I really wanted the jersey. Um, I, I, by the way, those excuses and and I was on Lantern Rouge. I was watching uh, their show today, and I was in the comments, and I put my <laughs> my joke in there about, uh, you know, Jonas is going to dedicate his uh, attack tomorrow uh, to Sepp Kuss's birthday uh, and, you know, got some laughs and the, in the chat. And then one guy just was like, oh, my goodness, his friend almost died. And I can't believe you're making jokes. And I'm like, uh, not only am I making jokes, I'm going to start making jokes about his daughter's birthday. I mean, I, what I learned today was team tactics only apply if you don't have a friend dying or your daughter's birthday or something else. So, um, yeah, it's a bit pitchy, dog. Exactly. All right. Well, that's that, that's it for today. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be freak off the hook. I don't know what's going to take place, but I'm going to be super excited. Um, maybe, maybe, everybody, we, we do a, do we, do we do a watch along? No, probably not. All right. Um, predictions for tomorrow. Um, I would like to predict that you were going to have Sepkus with the win. I just don't know. Today, today, did, today didn't instill a lot of... I'm, I'm looking for strings to pull, to, to be, have a little bit of hope, because I, I do think, and I've gone back and looked at those climbs, you know, the Brelage or something like that, that he won in the Tour de France. That's a super steep climb as well over in Andorra that he, you know, dropped uh, Valverde on. Uh, so he, he does produce good and once again we've got one angrelu to look at in 2020 and he did uh, just fine what is it 23 seconds they, he lost to uh, hugh carthy the whole time babysitting ruglich up there 
he's done that to Vingago um, day in and day out. Uh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if they just set the pace for him one time, one time, without without having to attack him. I don't know if that's going to be the case, uh, but uh, my my predictions are, I mean, Remco Remco's going to get in a break. And he's going to try to win this thing. Okay. The question is, is he going to, he said today, by the way, in his interview, Remco Venable said, I, I didn't go in the break. I didn't go in the break today. I didn't try on the climb because he, and they said, well, why is it, why is that? And he's like, well, um, I wanted to show Jumbo that I was telling the truth when I said I wasn't taking it when I was taking a rest day and I was, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Cause you know, Sepp had said, oh, oh, I told him we, we can't let you go on the break every day. So he lost some more time today. Maybe we should actually look, let's take a look here. Where did Remco go today? Stage 16. Um, let's do let's do Belgium. Belgium. Utebrooks on the stage was down 113. Krast 126. Bervak 934. Where did Venepol? 14 minutes. He took it serious. He said he said, uh, listen, Jumbo, don't worry about me. Now let me get in the break tomorrow and I'm going to get in the break tomorrow and then I'm going to try to win. And I think he could. So uh, Remco is one of my picks for tomorrow, um, but it would have to be from the break. Otherwise, you're really looking at Sepp, Moss, maybe Ayuso uh, or Vingago. And uh, way to really narrow it down, Tyler. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Sepp tomorrow. I, I want to say that he can actually do it. Uh, I think you're going to see Roglic lose tomorrow some time. I think Sepp is going to be up there, but I think uh, Jonas may get like 10 seconds on Sepp and uh, not stay with him. He's going to try to attack him, and that's going to be really shitty. And if he does, um, I'm going to say one more time to, to, to him. I'm going to say, uh, fuck you, Jonas. All right. See you tomorrow. I think we'll see you tomorrow.